this is a bit of a crazy one, but I might have jinxed it, or maybe I spoke too soon. Yesterday when I said, Wimbledon is back, this finally feels like a slam, and everything that that sort of means, and everything that a slam represents, world-class tennis, excitement, energy, etc. The past two days, Thursday and Friday, were pretty incredible from the tennis front, the spectacle, a lot of good matches, finally caught up to the schedule, some some bangers, you know, Tsitsipas Murray, Djokovic, Valrinko, a whole lot of women's matches that were pretty good. I may have jinxed it or spoke too soon, but uh, too soon, wow, too soon. But the thing is, I'm not too worried because I think starting from tomorrow, and I and I really think I'm not just, you know, setting myself up again for tomorrow. But I truly think starting from tomorrow, things will really start looking up. Tomorrow's slate looks incredible. Tomorrow marks the sec, uh, you know, week two. You know, the second week of the slam. Uh, you hear that thrown a lot, thrown around quite a lot, and. Honestly, yeah, it's overused, but second week of the slam, that's where it's at, I think. Um, I think today, uh, I think maybe we were a bit spoiled. We had like 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 matches scheduled at one point. Today we had eight and eight, eight men's and eight women's. And uh, we actually didn't even get to see all of them because of the rain. Um, so today felt kind of... Uh, the the supposed or the quote unquote match of the day for the women's Andrescu Jabor even though it went to three sets it, it just for me personally it just didn't do it for me I mean it wasn't like edge of the seat stuff and it wasn't like or maybe I just don't care personally and I know that neither of these girls you know are gonna win so like it was just you know for me, at least. Um, but I must admit, like, at the highest level, and, like, truly competitive matches, at slams or whatever the tournament is, men's tennis is way better than the women's. At the absolute very top, I'm talking about the, about the bangers, the classics. The men's, yeah, it's, the women's is not even close in that regard. If you're looking at single matches, the occasion and the spectacle of one single match, the women's doesn't even come close to the men's. And I'd say that is true, for sure. I mean, fuck, not even close. Um, but as a whole tour, if you look at the whole tour the, and, and the entire calendar, the, the women's tour is much more exciting, provides much more entertainment than the men's but i think we're uh, uh slightly shifting off topic here today felt like a a, a very like a, like a throwaway day kind of i don't know is that just me i don't know i mean nothing really crazy happened today i don't i don't i don't know why am i the only one who feels this way i don't know that's just how i felt it, it was just like a like a fill-in day you know but i think starting from tomorrow I mean, this, that's, uh, you know, week two tomorrow, the schedule's insane. The schedule's incredible tomorrow. Of course, we'll look at that in a second. We'll talk all about it uh, tomorrow. 
was supposed to be four men's matches, four women's matches, um, but there's a fifth match for the women's that didn't get played today, which is Andrivo Potsipova. So, without further ado, let's look at what took place today, and uh, we'll talk about it. You know how it is. Again, now the theme for today that I noticed, uh, particularly in the women's, everyone who was struggling in the previous round today came and played in, in, in the third round here and was light years better. Alexandrovo like had the most incredible match a roller coaster match three tie break sets against Brengle 6-7 and then 7-6 seven, 7-6 six, seven, six. came from a tie break down to take two of her own first time that's ever happened in uh, in a women's match at Wimbledon ever in history ever like never happened before and at the end she was distraught really crying from how bad and rough that was today Alexandrova came and won 6-love six 6-4 six against Dal Magalfi who beat Noskova and Julie Nemo and hit 24 aces in two matches. She beat her 6-love, six 6-4. Six and that sort of turnaround from Alexandrova was sort of a, a trend. You know, a lot of players did that. For example, Biadajmaya. 6-2-6-2 over Sori Cristeo. Biadajmaya, we were, you know, talking about it yesterday, how she hasn't really playing that well. First of all, last year, first round, lost to Kaya Yuvan. First round. This year, I know. I mean, of course, last year she went back to back Nottingham or Birmingham Eastbourne, or not, uh, sorry, Nottingham Birmingham. I think that's what she did last year. But then obviously came to Wimbledon, lost uh, round one. This year on the grass, lost to Daria Snigger in, in Nottingham, in Eastbourne, retired uh, down against Petra Martic. and then the first two rounds here at Wimbledon went to war with Putin Sabo. And came back from a set down to Jackie Christian. I mean, if that if that's not like a sort of struggle or just playing below your expected level or your average sort of level, then I don't know what is, honestly. And same with Alexandrova against Brengel. I mean, to go to play, what is that? 13 times 3 is what? 39? To play 39 games against Brengel and win the same amount of total points at the end of the match 131 points one apiece and you know six seven seven six seven six alex you know, that's way below her average or, or what you would expect from her that's way way worse alexandrova bounced back six love six four is so easy biadaj maya played the hardest opponent she's faced so far and put up the best sort of score line 6-2, 6-2 against Sori Cristea. Who, who, who? <laughs> wow, what the fuck was that? Who, he, who? I was going to say who herself. Sori Cristea in the first two rounds beat the defending Wimbledon semifinals from last year, Tatiana Maria. Yeah, okay, whatever. And beat Ostapenko, probably the hottest player on grass at the moment. Kvitova and maybe like a handful of others. Sure. And Biadaj Maya beat her 6-2, 6-2. That's a bit of a crazy one. So today was like sort of opposite day. Like the players that were on fire went to shit. And the players that were sort of struggling made a statement today. Galfi, Loki, I mean, yeah, she's Garbo. But really those first 
two matches, if, if you sort of watch highlights, on fire. Alexandrova, big struggles. Today, you would have never guessed. 6-love, six 6-4, six Alexandrova against Coffee. Biadajmaya, 6-2, 6-2 against Sorikirsteya. Honestly, that was a super tough match. Right from the beginning, so many deuce games, super close games, really throughout the whole match. And Bia was pretty much winning all of them. Every, every single game, 30 all or deuce, I'm pretty sure. Except for maybe one or two. Sorry, Kersay in the first set hit 17 winners and 16 unforced errors. So a, a differential a, a differential of plus one. You know, one more winner winner than UE. Unless the set 6-2. A bit of a crazy one. And yeah, Bia all of a sudden looks good. Looks amazing. Alexandrova, you know. You know, after seeing her after seeing Alexandrova struggle, all of a sudden she looks great. Biadajmaya looks great. Sorry, Kirstea really did the damn thing against Ostapenko, came back from a set down, and she looked garbo. Probably the only result that just made sense today or looked right, and, and I guess it had to be. There, there really was no other way this would turn out. Oh, Kvitova straight sets against Stevanovic. I think pretty routine, straightforward. 6-3-7-5 for Kvitova. Now, it's not that this uh, this match right here coming up that uh, we're going to talk about. It's not that this match didn't make sense. Or, like, the score was funny. Or she was, like, actually really struggling. Or she should have struggled today. Or people expected her to, to struggle today. But Sabalenka 6-2-6-3, I mean, I guess that's a bit of a um, recovery, a bit of a comeback, a statement for sure. Yeah, okay, it's only Blinkova, but she dropped a set to Grasheva, and in the first round against Udvardi, she didn't look particularly good. Today, she was on fire. Forehand today, on fire. Backhand, not so good, but I swear she was ripping forehands like... like like Stefanos, like Kyrgios, like like Carlitos, like she was on fire today. Blinkova honestly played really good. But Sabalenka on fire. Also a bit of a a bit of a comeback recovery for her for you know for her personally. The first two matches she played here at Wimbledon, way below her average level, right? And way below what you or even she would expect of her. Right. This is also probably another result that just kind of makes sense. Um, probably the only one, this one and the Kvitova one. Uh, Madison Keys six four six one. Uh, by the way, Bedosa and Zachary look really bad today. You know, they both lost to Kostyuk, and today Kostyuk, you know, lost pretty easily to Madison Keys. Madison Keys on fire. I think now eight matches in a row. She won Eastbourne. Through to the second week here. Through to round four. Hasn't dropped a set. Hasn't dropped a set the entire grass season. Going back to Eastbourne. 7-6-6-4 against Martinsova. 7-6-2-7-6 oh, against Shi Yu Wang. I gotta stop trolling. I, I don't mean to troll when I say names like that. I'm, it's just... It's just how I say them. 
right? But sorry, what were we saying? What were we talking about? Madison Keys? On fire. Where is it, bro? This page is not loading. Hold up. Why is it not loading? Who, like, what is this? What is this janky ass website, man? Bro, you know, technology, like, when it's so crazy how much we rely on technology, not just technology in general, but we've reached a point, or I've reached a point where if, if technology and my computer, my laptop, my phone, my iPad, if it's not working perfectly exactly how I want it and expect it to work, if the Wi-Fi is slow, or if it's like laggy, or a website's glitching, I fucking freak, man. Do you know how crazy that is? Like, I'm, I'm not saying that it doesn't work, or I don't have a computer or anything like that. Thank you, God, for, for all these blessings. But I'm not saying, like, me, like, no Wi-Fi, I would lose my fucking mind, man. I'm sorry, it's just, I know it's really bad to say, but it's, it's just our reality, you know? Like, this page is loading super slow, and I'm losing my fucking mind. Okay, there we go, it worked. Madison Keys, grass season so far. Yaoi yeah, said 7664 against Mortinsevo. 6276 against Shi Yu Wang. 6461 against Petro Marchit. 6363 against Coco Golf. 6276 against Cast Kina. That's Eastbourne. Here in Wimbledon, 6 love, 63 against Sonic Kartal. 7563 against Vicky Gulovich. And 6461 today against Marta Kostchuk. Now that's a run. That's a run right there. Not that Jesse Pagula bullshit, Lauren Davis, Zhu Lin, and who the fuck? Who was it? Yes, and Cosireto, come the fuck on. And then Sorenko in the fourth round, and then she's in the quarters? Is Sorenko even going to play tomorrow? Whatever, we'll see. But Madison Key's on fire. Now here we go, the main event. It was on center court, Ons Jaborin. BB Andrisco, man, this match just really, honestly, just didn't do it for me. It was a three-setter under two hours. Like, it, it just, I don't know, man. I mean, it was good in really certain moments. There weren't many periods or stretches of the match where both players were playing well at the same time. Like, for example, like the third set of uh, Djokovic-Vavrinka, like, that was a straight sets win. But the entire third set, Djokov both Djokovic and Stan were playing incredible. The entire set. And you love to see that. Sometimes the match doesn't really have to be close. But if you get glimpses of really high level tennis of both players playing well. Then that sort of makes up for that's the spectacle. That's why we watch tennis. You know? Right? That's peak tennis. Jabor and Drisco, I don't think we got that today. I don't think like, okay, it was a two hour match. Really, I don't think, um, and this is me being super generous, I don't think we got more than 10 minutes, I really want to say 5 minutes, where they both played well at the same time. Really. So it's a bit odd in that regard. And I'm sure the little rain interruption where they had to cl uh, clear the court, uh, cover the court, um, put, the, put the roof on or whatever, uh, close the roof, um, put the roof on, what am I saying? <laughs> Uh, yeah, close the roof, play indoors. Maybe that little interruption zapped it, uh, you know? 
late in the third set, or not late in the third set, but so late in the match. I think it was 2-3 in the third set. Um, but even before that, like, you know, it wasn't really... Yeah. I don't know. And both of these players, low-key, um, been struggling all year. Jabour, really easy first two matches. Super easy. That's probably why she won today, honestly. Like I was saying, the only way Jabour was going to make a run here if her draw looked like this. If it was like Magdalena Freck, piss easy, playing really bad in the first round. And then a player called Bai Zhui Xuan in the second round. That's all Ons Jabour needs to get it going. That's all she needed. And Andrescu, really, really bad this year. Like, she looked good in moments. This was her first ever th third round at Wimbledon ever. Like, she won two matches this year, and it's probably the worst she's ever looked in her life. I feel like her entire grass season has been pretty dismal, but she set a career best for Wimbledon. And, by the way, that's only the third round. Mm-hmm. Went to three sets with Bondar. Went to three sets with Kalina. Honestly, should have lost. Trailed 2-5 in the third. Lost to Andreeva and Bad Omberg. Uh, lost from a really, really good position against Von Drusseva and Straits. I think she was up like 4-1 or 7-5 or something and, and lost against Von Drusseva. Like, she's been so bad, Andreescu. And so has Jabor low-key, but... I mean, I guess she's here. I guess she's back. Last year's finalist through to the second round. Yeah, okay, I guess she's back. And finally on center court, Katie Bolter. I, you know what I wish there was? Like, I wish there was a feature on these books. Like, when you lose a bet, to, like, against a player. Like, for example, if you bet against Katie Bolter. Like, if you bet player A and player A is playing against Katie Bolter. And then you lose your bet because Katie Bolter won. Like, they take your money. But if, like, a week later, Katie Bolter does like plays like a horrible fucking match they should give you your money back do you know what i'm saying is that fair i feel like that's fair you know because i bet kt i bet against katie bolter a few times and i lost like she fucking sucks like you need to give me my money back you know what i mean like that's just just i know it's rebecca no and i know like center court night sash being the last Brit in the draw. Like, it's honestly way more pressure for her than Rabakana at that point. And especially considering the occasion, the experience, etc. And what it means. And of course, everyone knows uh, British athletes, the, the British fans, the British people, the public, the government, whatever. Um, so much pressure on their athletes. That's why England will never, you know, win the World Cup. England will never win the Euros, you know. It's just, even though they're stacked, and honestly, at the moment, England's uh, football team, soccer team, bro, they're so stacked. Talking about Harry Kane, Grealish, Joan Stone's looking good, Phil Foden, uh, Bellingham. They have like 15 keepers to choose from, Pickford, Ramsdale, who else? I don't know. Am I missing someone? Probably, there's so many. Did I say Mason Mount, Sterling, Phil Foden, Harry Kane? All them. Uh, Marcus Rashford, Grealish. Oh my god. They'll never win. British players, they'll never win. They'll never win. But Katie Bolter, yeah, so bad. Rabakana, also one of those players who first two rounds, 
probably not playing to her sort of level or like sort of what you'd expect below her personal average or her below her expectations that maybe we would set for her or even she would set for herself but today she snapped she looked good Rabakan is back Sabalenka is back they looked good today and looks like they're heating up and picking up at the right time and maybe Ons Jabor is too so maybe this uh could be a pretty good finish I mean Kvitova is still in the mix Alexandrova recovered like got a pretty good win today like yeah today wasn't really that crazy but I know what's to come like in these next few days like I know it's gonna be crazy real quick and when I say real quick I mean super quick to look at the men's I don't know what the fuck Yuri and Yuri Lehechka and Tommy Paul were doing playing for four hours but Yuri Lehechka came through was two sets up to love was two love up and had a match point didn't get another match point I believe until the fifth set something like that ended up winning anyway um, but when you're two love up and then you go to fifth set is that even a win at that point like did you really win I don't know Chris Eubanks keeps this Wimbledon run alive takes three tie breaks against O'Connell a bit of a crazy one seven six seven six seven six Medvedev from a set down against Fucevic uh, looked very routine in the end. 6-3, Medvedev honestly um, playing pretty good. He looks pretty good. Carlos Alcaraz, four sets and four hours. Four hours, four sets. Against Nicolas Jari, who honestly played amazing. Again, forehand on fire, serve on fire, had a lot of... Uh, good rallies good exchanges with Alcaraz Alcaraz also his movement yesterday I talked about it his movement doesn't look like it's quite there yet but it's getting better and better um his 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 running uh running forehand today I haven't seen that from him at all on grass today there were a lot of running forehands or forehands on the run whatever you want to call it um you know cross court and down the line like really 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 good he looked good this was a good test i think but i still don't think he's quite the you know level he is on uh hard or clay i mean obviously he's not as good but i think at the moment it's not even close <clears throat> but see we'll uh we'll see and uh we'll talk about who he has next in a little bit um this match got all the headlines also four hours five setter holger runa versus Davidovich Fokina, what I said, my prediction was Fokina, all he does is like he'll take a set and then that's it. He'll lose the match. Well, this one he took two uh, and he did lose the match, uh, but he had match points even before the tiebreak. It went to a super tiebreak in the decider. But even before that, he had match points um, returning on serve. Um, he was 5 4 up, Rune was serving. And he, uh, so they were on serve and he was returning. He was up 1540. Uh, didn't break. Once that tie break, he was up 6 2 in the super tie break. Um, and then 8 5 and then lost uh, 10 8. 
uh, when it was 8-all, he hit the underarm serve, and, you know, there's currently an outrage on Twitter. You know me. You know I love outrages. I love when there's an outrage. I hate outrages, but I love when I see them. Because, like, people are just so stupid and so over... Too reactionary, you know? They overreact all the times. They go crazy. They lose their minds, you know? Um, but, yeah, it was a brain fart, but it's nothing too... I, I mean, I wouldn't say that's uncharacteristic. That sort of behavior from Fokino, I don't, I don't think that's weird. I'll be honest. It's bad for sure, but I think you know he he chokes. He's he's not very clutch. He's not very serious. Mentally, he's not 100. So, yeah. Tsitsipas played on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. He's gonna play doubles tomorrow on Sunday. It's just how it is. And, uh, you know, after beating Andy Murray across two days on center court, playing a waste man like Laszlo Jair on, I don't know what court, what the fuck, court two, surely feels like a piece of cake. 6-4, 7-6, in just over two hours. Too easy. Tsitsipas, looking good. He looks pretty good. It was pretty good. Tiafo Dimitrov, that match is suspended. Dimitrov is up two sets to love. Berrettini, yo, Berrettini has been struggling all season. Ever since they released Breakpoint, like I said yesterday, on January the 16th on Netflix. Um, he's been so bad. He's been so, so bad. Ever since he left Isla and stopped, you know, hitting that. Sweet Punani, probably, whatever. Um, he's been pretty bad and struggling, really. Physically, mentally, you could see it was not in it. I think there was, on Eurosport, I think there was some sort of interview or like a little like mini-movie or documentary, whatever, about him considering retirement or something like that. Like like quitting tennis, moving on from the sport as a player. Um, but I'm sure these performances will sort of change his mind. Um, cause he's been incredible. Like these are like his draw has not been easy and he's through to the second week through to the fourth round and the first three matches that he played were actually pretty tough. So Nego in the first round, I mean, it's not that they were tough, but like these aren't baby food matches. You know what I mean? Like this, these aren't like, it's not like Chris O'Connell or you know what I mean? Like, or Laszlo Jair, you know what I'm saying? Like, so Nego beat him in four sets. Demon, he beat him in straights, and Zverev beat him in straights. Like, I know those are not the greatest wins ever, and everyone, maybe people should relax a little bit. Uh, but this is really impressive for someone that was, you know, quite literally at rock bottom. You know? So, that is definitely good to see. Um, I don't love, I don't like Veritini. It's, I don't, don't like, it's not that I don't like him, or I don't really like him either. Um. I'm pretty neutral when it comes to Berrettini. Um, but right now I'm rooting for him. Like, I'd really want to see him win, succeed, and continue his uh, career as a tennis player for sure. Hell of a player. Um, and yeah, who knows uh, what he can do. Do you guys know who he plays next? Yep, that's exactly right. He plays against Carlos Alcaraz next. Alcaraz Berrettini on the Monday. They played a couple times before, I think. 
Um, they played once at a slam, and it was like Carlos is one of, like during his rise, it was the first slam. I think it was last year's Australian Open. He beat him in five sets. Bertini beat Carlos in five sets last year's Australian Open. Um, obviously, a lot has changed on then. But on this surface, with the way Berrettini's playing, of course, Berrettini, uh, two years ago, made the Wimbledon final, beat, jo uh, beat Djokovic, lost to Djokovic two years ago. Um, so it's, uh, wow, it's going to be so good. That's not tomorrow, though. That's the day after. But, wow, I'm really looking forward to that kind of way. So, yeah, that's uh, today's recap. Honestly, like, it's good, but I just, you know, it was a slight step back from, like, the, the last two days, I think, in terms of the overall entertainment factor, the, the, the whole spectacle type deal. I think today was a small step back, but I know we're tomorrow and this coming week and, and just pretty much, you know, the rest of the tournament, the rest of the way here at Wimbledon, it's going to be a whole lot of steps forward for sure. All right, here we go. Super, super, wow, man. I, wow. Okay, let's try that again. All right, here we go. Super Sunday, also known as Middle Sunday. Start of week two, round four. Pretty exciting. <laughs> it was meant to be four matches, like I said. We have five. First up, Vondrusova versus Marie Buskova. All check match. Vondrusova, super low-key, has been having a nice comeback to the tour. Hasn't really um, won anything or really truly been in the mix. But always what feels like she wins a couple matches, makes a you know, third round, quarterfinal, some like that. Um, her path, the player she's beaten, pretty tough. Peyton Stearns in straights, Kudermetova in straights, and Donna Vekic in straights. I'd say that's pretty impressive. She lost to Sakari in Berlin, which was pretty weird. Uh, I think that was the semi-final or quarter-final or something. Um, but Vondrusova, low-key, just gets after it. You kind of have to beat her. She doesn't really fuck up or throw matches or kind of, you know, let you win easy. You kind of have to get after it. She's pretty tough and pesky and doesn't give much away at all. Buskovo, the player she's beaten, I'd say a little less impressive. I'd say Stearns, Kudermetsova, Vekic is far more impressive than Simona Walter, Kontavate, and Caro Garcia. The Carol Garcia one, I guess it's a decent win, sort of, kind of. But Contivate and Simona Walter, like, that's just, those are just gimmies. Vondrusova against a player like Vuskova kind of has to get after it more herself. Vondrusova usually takes the back seat, lets the other player dictate play, and she sort of defends and counterpunches. Bushkova, she just pushes for the life of her, just plays defense. And I think that will invite Vondrusova to attack a little bit more. Obviously, this gives Vondrusova a chance to sort of, you know, seize her opportunities, seize the point during the rallies, um, but also welcomes a lot of errors as well. 
Oh, two Czech girls. They met this year, Vondrusova won 6-1-6-1 in Indian Wells. Two years ago on clay, Vondrusova won 6-1-7-6. And goddamn, six years ago, Bushkova won in Perth, outdoor hard, 1-6-6-3-6-2. For what I think the lines should be... Wow, this is actually really hard. Mm, I'd say this is actually a really tricky one. Vondrusova favorite is what they made it for sure. But how big? How big of a favorite? Okay, uh, okay. First, I'll say what I may I would make this line or what I think the line should be. I think it should be minus one sixty, minus one sixty five. Vondrusova minus two and a half games something like that what i think they made it i think honestly something pretty similar i mean there's i, I don't think there's much else you can you can do with this line oh wow okay so they made it a little bit bigger vondrusova minus 225 and minus three and a half games Think, wow that's you see now that's a it's not it's not way off but it's definitely a little bit much it's like a good amount much you know wow over under 21 and a half okay but f so for buskova plus three and a half plus 175 just feels a bit too much one definitely one game too much Potapova and Driva from yesterday. Um, the lines are pretty much the same still. Fugula um, Tsarenko, okay. Um, now here's a... I'm surprised Tsarenko hasn't withdrawn yet. Um, uh, we'll see if something happens tomorrow. Um, but of course this is going to be a Jesse Pagula win. I'm going to say minus four and a half... Minus 400, over under 20 and a half. You know the deal. They probably did the same. I'll be very surprised if it's minus five and a half for Pagula or over under 19 and a half. Hmm. So it's minus five. No hook, just a flat five. Minus 500 also money line for Jesse and over under 20 and a half. I think that's fair. It's a really ugly line. It's kind of unbettable because I think it's like pretty sharp. So like there's not much of an edge anywhere. Jesse, hashtag Jesse Pagula always over. Just bet Jesse Pagula overs over 20 and a half. Ooh, yeah, maybe. We'll see. Okay, Ego Bencic. Um, I saw some spoilers on the timeline. Five and a half. I know it's five and a half games. Benchich plus five hundred, so like ego minus seven or eight hundred or minus one thousand, something like that. Yeah, minus eight hundred ego plus five hundred Belinda. Five and a half games over under nineteen and a half. Wow, I really don't have. Man, can Belinda do it? Fuck, man. My God, I would love it. What a match, though. Loki, what a match. 
Von Drusseva, Buskova, also, what a match. And, like, Andrea Potsipova's from yesterday, but that also is an incredible match. Pagula, Jesse, that's like the one throwaway. You can just forget about that, but... We also have, last but not least, Vika versus Vitsalina. The Battle of Moms. Belarusia versus Ukraine. Vika leads the heads ahead 5-0. Now, I don't put too much stock into heads ahead, but I think when it's really lopsided or, or like, you know, something an O, like when you're undefeated against a player, like, obviously not 1-0 or 2-0, but if, like, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10-0, 12-0 against a player, then that's pretty crazy. But even if you're like 9-2 against a player, I still think that's pretty significant. But like if you're, you know, 2-0, 3-1 against a player, like 1-0, like, you know, that's not much. It's not statistically significant at all, right? Um, but 5-0 against a player who's, you know, your generation, also a mom. You know, we have the Belarusian versus Ukrainian factor. I love all that shit. Um, this one, I think it's a bit of an easier one to predict. Um, it's, I think, Vika, like, small favorite. Like, minus 150, something like, something like that. Maybe minus 140, something like that. Um, yeah. Like, basically, I pick him, but... Yeah, Ego's small favorite, right? Mm -hmm. Let's see. Wow, I was so... I'm so good. Vika minus 140. Svitolina plus 120 over under 22 and a half. That's a lot. Yeah, that's... Wow. I love how they inflate these now for the grass. Did they always do that? Like, women's, like, over under 22 and a half? Like, you rarely see that. You rarely see that. But yeah, Vika minus 140. Mm, 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 mm. Oh yeah, I forgot to do the fun ratings. Um, okay, Von Drusova, Buskova, fun rating. Basically what the fun rating is, how fun I think it would be to watch, follow, tune into this match. How watchable this match is on a scale of 1 to, or 0 to 100. Um, so the fun rating for Buskova, Von Drusova, I would say... 64. Um, Pagula, Tarenko, 4. Iga, Belinda, oof. I mean, depending on how it goes, right? But I'm going to say And lastly, Vika Svitolina, I'm going to say 61. I uh, Actually, no. 69. Because they're moms. What? Did I really just say that? Wow, that's weird. Okay, so to take a quick look at the men's. Not as exciting at all. Like, at all, the men's. Uh, Roman Safa, whatever, versus Shapovalov. Rublev, Bublik. Sinner, Galan. Wow, what a draw for Sinner, man. Sinner, Galan. Like, you're actually... Like, you're actually kidding me. 
Sinner Galan. What is Galan doing playing? And the third. Wow. Really? Wow. Straight up. That's something. And Roman Safu. What? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of familiar with that player, Roman Safu. I don't know how to say his name really at all. Safalu. Safulin? Safalin? Whatever, against Shapovalov, that's like a, yeah, okay, whatever. Sinner Galan is horrific. But Rublev Bublik should be pretty good. Didn't they play recently? Or am I tripping? They played recently, right? Yeah. Bublik won? Yeah. 6-3. Yeah. Okay, and of course, last but not least... Wow, last but not least... Hubie Hercats versus Djokovic should be good last on center court. Of course, Hubie Hercats two years ago beat Federer, but Federer was just a washed up waste man, I guess, at that point in 2021. He actually beat him in straights, right? Something like that? Yeah. Pretty uh, rough slate for the men, just four matches. Um. Yeah, Ruble, yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's not that bad. But it's definitely not exciting. Okay, here's a quick look ahead to... Uh, is it su su Monday? Yeah, Monday. Um, so for the men's, we have scheduled uh, Carlitos Berrettini, Eubanks Tsitsipas, and Medvedev versus Yuri Lehechka. And for the women's, we have Alexandrova Sabalenko. Hadaj Maya versus Rybakina and Jabor Kvitova. Those three matches for the women's? Insane. Kvitova 4-1 against Uns. Uh, Bihadad Maya 2-0 against Rybakina. Yeah, that's a player she struggled with. And they were both this year also. Um, and Alexandrova Sabalenko. Alexandrova 3-2 against Sabalenko. They met last year on grass in the Den Bosch final. Alexandrova won 7-5, 6-love. Alexandrova, Alexandrova also beat her in Moscow, 6-3, 6-4. Mm -hmm. They've had a lot of meetings over the years. Sabalenka won twice in 2019 on Outdoor Hard. Yeah, okay. That's an interesting one. Their, yeah, their last meeting, and it was their one and only grass meeting... Den Bosch final last year. Alexandrova won. So. Mm, 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 mm. This year, uh, Haddad Maya beat Rabakanan Abu Dhabi. And also in Stuttgart, where Rabakanan actually retired 6 1 3 1 down. Yeah, Jabor Kvitova, I would consider this a lopsided one, kind of, really close. Kvitova 4 1. Um. Cincinnati last year, 6-1, 4-6, 6-love. Jabour won last year also, 6-4, 6-4. Kvitova in Cincinnati again in 2021, 6-1, 6-2. Yeah, all on outdoor hard, except for their first ever meeting, which was in 2019 here in Wimbledon. Kvitova, 6-4, 6-2. Yeah, this is this is gonna get really good really soon. Um, I think tomorrow will be really good, and the way Monday looks at the moment, insane. On Monday we'll have Carlitos Berrettini, Jabor Kvitova, 
Hadaj Maya, Rebecca, Alexandrova, Sabalenka, like that is insane. And like all the players that like could beat Ego and give Ego a proper test are gonna be battling out. Wow. They're all in this. This is the bottom half, right? And uh, bottom half for women, top half for the men. Um, yeah. Pretty crazy. Okay, gang. That is all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for your continuous support. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your Wimbledon and a part of your day. I really appreciate that. Hope you guys are having a great weekend. This has been the safe space. As always, best of luck to us all. And I'll see you guys tomorrow.